Welcome to this week in Loveland Tiger Sports here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sport and LovelandTigers.org. I'm Jason Griefer. We're delighted to be joined once again by Loveland Athletic Director Brian Knatzer. Brian, good morning. How are things in Tiger Nation? Good morning, Jason. First of all, just thanks for having us. And again, as always, it is a great week to to be a Tiger. A lot of things to talk about uh, from last week and then this week moving forward. It is exciting times. The postseason is almost upon us. So as one as the season comes to a close, we're looking for some schools to begin that process and uh, go deep into the OHSAA tournament. Absolutely. And let's start off with uh, one of those uh, cheerleading, uh, competing at the ECC championships over the weekend. Uh, take us through it. I know you were really excited to talk about this. Yeah. Our coach, I really got to give a tip of the hat to our coach, Emily Chrisman, who has been battling with uh, with cancer and that's very it's She's been public with that, and she's really ta- she's getting treatment um, currently, and just is so dedicated to these girls, this community, and the sport of cheer. She she has them come in. They they practice at least once a week. Um, this is something that's been going on for three years that she holds true and, and to her heart, and she's wanted to provide an opportunity for these kids to excel. And every year, I think the first year we did the competition, Jason, I think we were in fifth place, managed to get fourth last year, and really committed over the last couple of years at, at going to uh, different um, locations and competing uh, and really investing time into these girls and their competitions. And they had a great showing. The way the ECC uh, does this, hosted by Walnut Hills, uh, but they have the most entertaining, most spirited first in game and first in performance. And our girls play second uh, overall. So a, a big shout-out to those to those girls and those four seniors, Emma Whitland, Shelby Klein, Emma Vincent, and Kayla Atkins, who helped lead this team. Um, and they just did a great job over the, the past three years. So really excited for them and for Coach, and we look forward to uh, continuing to get better as the years go on. So a, a big weekend for the cheerleading team there in the ECC championships. But another thing I want to uh, touch on here real quick, and we saw this on your uh, Twitter feed, LOV Tigers underscore AD, so give a follow out there if you're on the Twitter. Yep. Uh, the, your cheerleaders performing at halftime of a basketball basketball game over the weekend, along with the Down Syndrome Association of Greater Cincinnati cheer team. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool for these cheerleaders to be in the thick of ECC competition, but also to do this as well, to give back to the community like this. Yeah, community outreach. Uh, we did this last year, and it was such fun uh, for for everyone involved. Um, and and uh, you know, the girls get to uh, meet people outside of the community, and the girls from the from uh, Down syndrome get to meet our cheerleading team, and they have a lot of fun. They practice together, and and you know, before the game, um, in our in our auxiliary gym, and then they come out. And they perform for the entire uh, audience for the game. And obviously, it's a packed house. Uh, it gives uh, provides a great opportunity, great relief, and, and great pride. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. Again, second year we we've done this, and we expect to do this uh, again. Um, and it's it's just a, a great outreach, and we really enjoy that that opportunity uh, to reach out to the community and ha- have a little bit of fun. And the same kind of thing happened this weekend as well with uh, your other students uh, doing some good things for fundraising. A team Curage, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society students raising raising funds and awareness there as well. Yes, Sam Greenberg does a great job. He spearheaded that project, and it's it's you know they just take buckets and they run up and down uh, you know the the audience 
uh, within a couple minutes, they had already raised $200 for, wow. for this association, and they'll continue to do it in other events as well. But it's something that Loveland has done. It's been passed off to a group of, of seniors each and every year, and uh, obviously that's something we want to continue to support, and our kids are all in uh, to giving back, and uh, they made a little bit of money to contribute um, to a good cause. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, absolutely. And anytime you can raise funds for a, a cause like that, that's certainly well worth uh, discussing on a forum like this. So uh, good for them and uh, good that they're willing to embrace that uh, each and every year as that's passed down for sure. Let's let's talk about yeah. some of your uh, win- winter sports here now. Uh, let's start with your uh, academic team, a split with Anderson, sitting in second place now right behind uh, Right, right in a right in the thick of things as far as the conference race goes. Right behind Walnut Hills, you got the ACC tournament coming up in a couple of weeks. The regular season's winding down. In, in talking with the uh, coaches, student athletes, in that regard, what are they looking to maybe not necessarily improve on as ECC tournaments around around the corner, but maybe sharpen up? Yeah, and you're exactly correct. Uh, that split with with Anderson was was a was a tough one. Um, great job to to Anderson for coming prepared and and playing us well, and uh, obviously ended up second place. Uh, great spot to be in. Uh, we're looking forward to the tournament and how they prepare for it. I mean, we've got, we have a bye this week, and they'll continue. They'll get in there, and, and they'll continue to, to do what academic quiz teams up. They'll challenge themselves on, on uh, different content matters. And the exciting part about this tournament, which is on the 19th, and it's at Talawanda, is the breadth of teams that are going to be there. So they're not just going to see their ECC teams that they compete against uh, each week in and out. It's going to be all over the city. So they're going to have to sharpen up their skills. They're going to have to get their their uh, buzzer thumbs ready to go and uh, clean everything up. And it's exciting. We've always had some really good success with this, and we've got a great group of kids. And uh, they'll be at it this week practicing and, and be ready to go. We've talked in, in the previous weeks here on the show about how your wrestling team just continues to pour in results week after week and how deep the roster is across various weight classes. And they had another strong showing this past Saturday at uh, Delaware Hayes High School. Uh, take, us yeah. through, take us through those, the highlights there, who performed well, and, uh, and how they look to carry that momentum into the state duels this weekend. Yeah, that, that Delaware Hayes is a super deep tournament. I mean, there are all types of uh, wrestlers from all over the state that are the best. And, and when you, you know, you are trying to think about where you're going to be on your postseason drive, these are the tournaments that you want to enter. And Chris White, Coach Switzer does a great job of preparing our kids for that. Um, you know, these kids had seven matches in three days against tough competition. They're a little banged up right now. So, uh, but... We've got uh, a couple placers. Hamill uh, finished uh, second place. Casonas is fourth. Mendoza and Pence were fifth. Supine and Harder at sixth. And Salas and Hogan at seventh. So we went up there, and, and they did well um, with that. And, you know, right prior to that, Jason, they, we did an in-school wrestling duel versus Little Miami High School. So we leave our school a little bit early, go over to Little Miami, and hats off to Little Miami. They brought the whole student body in there to see wrestling. It's great for the sport. Everyone's cheering everyone on. Of course, you know, when someone gets thrown, the, the volume uh, goes up a little louder. But, I mean, it was a great event. Uh, Loveland ended up pulling that one out. Uh, but very exciting to do. We'll host one next year maybe against them. But something to be said about some of these wrestlers. We're into the thick of things. And when you're a 20-plus uh, winner, and I'm going to name just a few kids. At 106, Hogan, he's got 20 wins. Ty Harder uh, at 112 has 20 wins. Supine's got 22. Jake Casonas at 126 has 29 wins. 
Jake Case has 20 wins. Kobe D. Milam at 139 has 23. And Jared Mendoza at 152 has 25. And Liam Hamill at 170 has 31. So you're talking about kids that are 20-plus wins right now in the thick of things. Like I said, a little banged up, wrestling top competition. This week we actually on Saturday head out to Lakota East for the OHSAA state duels. And the way that works out is you wrestle as a dual team to progress. So as it would look out, we have Lakota West. If, if we're able to be victorious, then we had, uh, we'll wrestle Fairfield that day. And if we're victorious then, that same day we'll wrestle Elder. So that would be three, three great teams. Uh, for the for the state duel, so excited about that opportunity this weekend as well. As you should be, and uh, obviously with all the all the wins that, you, that these individuals have piled up, I have to imagine expectations are pretty high there, and a good chance to go deep there for sure. Let's move on to the into the pool. Uh, swimming teams heading into the sectionals this week after uh, uh, some time off after the ECC championships. How do you think they've uh, recovered from the from the end of the regular season grind, and how have they looked in practice heading towards the sectional? Yeah, I mean, we had we had a, a light uh, competition uh, on Saturday at the Countryside YMCA versus King, so that's a, a nice little uh, you know meet meet up there. Uh, I mean, obviously we've got some some standouts in the crowd that I just mentioned. You know, obviously you want to keep your your eyes on Brandon Day and the two hundred free, who was first team All League, and you know this the, the Day Blackburn Lucas Jenkins and the two hundred uh, medley relay. They're they're people to watch. Blackburn and the, and the Hunter Breaststroke, who was second team all ACC. That's who you keep your your eyes on as well. On the girl side, look for uh, Sarah Blackburn, Sarah Lolly in the Breaststroke, and you know they're excited, they're recovered, they're they're in good shape. They are ready to go Saturday, fifteenth at Miami uh, University of Miami for the districts. Uh, I'm sorry, um, Saturday the eighth um, is girls at Mason. Friday the seventh. Boys at Mason, and then the following week is fifteenth is at Miami. So I, I got a little, I get a little excited for this postseason. Got sure. a little ahead of myself, but uh, that's what we're looking at. Those are to keep an eye on, and we'll go up there. We'll compete at the highest level. Exciting time, and understandably so. You got a lot, a lot of, th- lot of exciting things looking, looking there for sure. Let's move on to basketball. Uh, tough week for the boys' basketball team. It, the the loss on Friday to Turpin, notwithstanding, uh, Turpin's probably looks like they're going to win the ECC, barring something crazy happening the last couple of weeks. But that was sandwiched around two really difficult losses: a one point loss to Northwest on Tuesday, and a one point loss to Indian Hill on a Saturday, how is the team mindset right now as they look to turn the corner these last, this last week or two of the regular season? Yeah, yeah, heartbreaker, right? I mean, we're, we, Indian Hill, we, we were ahead of that game the, the entire entire game, led by 12, I think, at one point. Uh, we just got to learn how to close the deal. We've got, we've got some really good, solid seniors. I mean, there's no question if you look at the, at the ECC stats, our, our guys can definitely, we can, pass the ball around, we can shoot, we can score, we can beat teams, we can be beat by teams. And I think if this good, solid, experienced team, you know, seniors put this together uh, and lean on one another uh, for these last four games that are coming up, they've got to get that 10th win and beyond. Obviously that is important for that postseason draws. So we've got to get that done. We've got to lean on one another. We've got to close the deal. Uh, kids, are they, they have the talent, they have the experience, Got to get, continue to increase their confidence level and then make it happen. You know, we believe in them. We see them. We're on the court. We see it. They're there. They can get it done. So um, we just got to we got to make sure we do it. Close the deal. 
Uh, your girls' basketball team is looking to close the deal as far as a, a, a league championship goes right here. Sitting at 11-1 and one in the league, one game ahead of Walnut Hills. You've got an interesting draw this week. You've got Withrow coming up uh, midweek. They have not won in the league. They're 0-12 in the, in the league. And then towards the end, of the week, you've got a, a, a very difficult one uh, against West Claremont this coming Saturday. West Claremont sitting in third. Uh, you were able to win there back in uh, Saturday. But do you... Do you get the sense that the girls see what's in front of them right now, that they have this, this, these two games this week to try and close it out and win the league? Yeah, and, and they're very aware. Uh, you know, Obviously, against Withrow, it is their senior night, so it's always extremely emotional uh, for any team. So, you know, they're going to show up and play um, you know, their hearts out, I'm sure, for their seniors. And so we have to get be, you know, beyond that and stay focused on that. And obviously, as you brought up, the West Claremont, yeah, they've proven themselves, right? They're number three in the conference. They've, they were able to, uh, you know, beat uh, Walnut. And, you know, they fully have that capability to play at a high level. And we are very aware of that. Um, but our girls are focused. Um, you know, they want – this is important to them. Uh, yes, one game at a time, but this is something that they uh, – we have – there hasn't been an ECC title since 2003 here, or a conference title. So they're going after that. Um, they got the stats to stand behind them. Obviously, Jill, Jill Hayes and Jenna Batch, Kate Gary, uh, Tess Broerman. I mean, you go, those, those, those four lead it, and we've got a lot of support group around them. So these girls are extremely talented. They're physical. They play to win. They prepare to win. Uh, they're primed and, and ready to, to go get it. So one game at a time, and Let's, let's go Tigers. You said that right there at the beginning there and talking about this girls team, that they understand they're aware of what's ahead of them this week and what they could possibly do in bringing the title back to Loveland. Do you get the sense that there is any added pressure knowing that they are knowing that they are aware of what's ahead of them or, do they, or are they just looking at these games as you know next business trip? No, Coach Parker does a great job at keeping these girls grounded and focused. And this is a group of girls that, that you know, they actually, that, that's the way they, they work. Very, very focused, very grounded. Uh, they are truly teammates to one another. I mean, when they come in, they're, you know, during the day, they're, you know, playful kids that are, are great, great humans. And then once they strap on their shoes and they get on the court, they are all business. And it's, it's fun to watch. And uh, it's, a, it's a really good looking team. Similar story is is we're winding down here and talking about both your bowling teams, the boys and girls bowling teams. And this is this, I don't know that you could ask for any better of a way to kind of wind down the regular season. Uh, it's it's Loveland and West Claremont on both sides, both boys and girls. One of them is going to win the league title on both sides, and you have West Claremont this week for two huge matches. Again, one one of you two is going to win the league title on both sides. You know, boys just one loss in the league. And the girls, of course, are unbeaten. It's kind of a similar question in comparison to the basketball team. Do they have that awareness of what's in front of them? Do they sense any extra pressure, or is it just next game up? Yeah, Jay, you couldn't ask for a better story, a better narrative for a story. I mean, here we are at the end of the season fighting for number one or number two. Uh, it's, so that that's what you want in, in high school athletics. And I think you've got, you know, on the boys' side of things, uh, Coach Adams is very calm, collective, and you know his boys represent that style. They they, they are very focused. Um, they they understand what they have to do. They just you know they show up with their feet on the ground and, and they just they just participate. They they bowl. Um, how it comes out is how it comes out. They are 
they're a good team that works well together. On the girl on the girl side, uh, obviously Grady Pettit leading the way, um, and you know, coach does a it's a, it's a different two different dynamics of teams. If if you could see them both, a um, a little bit different coaching uh, styles, coaching philosophies. Um, so it's it's a really neat dynamic to see uh, how different styles can still breed the type of success. Um, kids are coached a little bit differently. I think you coach to the strengths uh, that your kids have, and both of these coaches do that. And they have very fortunate the, the supporting staff uh, support of the other athletes that that will you know help them. Uh, hopefully persevere both Monday and Wednesday of this week and, and go get that title. As an administrator yourself and overseeing all this stuff and seeing that some of the, some of your athletic teams are competing for league championships as we're, as we're heading towards that stretch, final weeks of the regular season, some heading into the postseason, are you trying to keep everything around the athletic department business as usual? Are you talking to your coaches more? Are you backing off a little bit, letting them kind of do their thing a little bit more towards the end of the season? Trying to just trying to steer steer the ship, right? They, they these coaches are you know they're set. Their 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 culture has, has been built all season long. Uh, I, I think you know you always let the coaches know you're 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 there. You're there to support. What do you need? Building that trust. Um, what type of conversations do you need to have? And you just let them know. Hey, I'm here for you. I trust in you. I think you got to lead with trust. Uh, and your coaches, if you have the right people in the right places, it's their team, it's their program. The culture might look different from team to team, but they run it, you have trust in it, you give them the tools, the expectations are set, they hold kids accountable to it, and uh, we're just always in conversations. And, that, you know, yeah, I think you can lead. Um, you don't have to lead from the front here as, a, as an administrator. You can, you can lead from, from the back at times and give and provide the space necessary for these programs to excel. And that's kind of how we, we were doing things here. And obviously, um, you know, it, it's working with, with our program. So uh, best of luck them this week. Thanks for that question. Absolutely. And uh, before I let you go, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get you off with an, with an even, even easier question. Is we're heading into the final weeks of the regular season and into the postseason, how important is it for Tiger Nation to get out and support your athletic teams? to the house we absolutely need our community our fans we need that that extra enthusiasm coming from the stands uh without our community without without the 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 student athletes and the actually the loveland community we can't win well we always tell the kids hey you have to be a multiple sport athlete in order for loveland to succeed and that is the that's the same to be said for everyone come out tiger nation come support come get enthusiastic watch how talented our kids are and this is the most exciting part about the winter season is the postseason so go tigers absolutely and uh go tigers as fans get out there you can check all the various schedules at lovelandtigers.org so you can plan ahead get out there over these next couple of weeks uh brian great talking to you once again another fun week and uh, just behind us another exciting week going forward as we get geared up for that postseason we'll reconvene next week yeah Jason, I appreciate your questions uh, and, and your research, and, and it's, it's great for our Tigers, so thanks for the support, and let's go Tiger Nation. Absolutely. That is Loveland Athletic Director Brian Kanatzer joining us here for this week in Loveland Tiger Sports here on lovelandtigers.org and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.